<laughs> Hi, Sarah. Oh, fancy meeting you here. Episode three, three, two. Ooh. Oh, I can't wait till the next one. How excited are you? Almost as excited as I will be for the next episode. Three, three, three. Yeah, like yeah, that. that's what I mean. Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. I mean, this one, I'll try to make it good. <laughs> we'll make the best of a terrible situation. <laughs> Welcome, everyone. Ah. How are you, Sarah? Oh, I'm doing real well. I feel like uh, I'm starting to feel like it's more like summer mm-hmm. after the torrential rain that we had, it, like, all of a sudden. Look, I know people don't want to hear us talk about the weather, but I'm right. sorry. Right. I, what, what, it's been on. nightmarish. It's yeah. Nightmarish, she says. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I could live in Pittsburgh for this type of weather. Yeah. And so why am I paying four times for, as much? For Mises. <laughs> I mean, that is really pretty much the only thing at this point, oh, keeping me in this godforsaken. Maybe the, the evangelicals are right and God is punishing us. Yeah, by just getting rid of our wonderful weather. Getting rid of the us. drought. Yeah. <laughs> and I love, oh, that's so funny. I don't want to admit that oh. I loved it that much, but I was pretty happy during the drought. Mm, you and none of the farmers. <laughs> But that's all right. It's sunny today. Yeah. We're going to be fine. Fine. Just fine. What do you want to talk about? Mm. Oh, I have a little bit of an update. This okay. is a subject we've been on for, talking about here and there. Uh, but I watched a great documentary on Netflix called, I think it's called Behind the Curve. That's about flat earthers. Oh, Lord. Oh, I, it was great. <sighs> Tell Suze. me everything. It was so good. Okay. So they start off interviewing this guy named oh my god i'm not gonna remember his name matt something that starts with an s he's like the conspiracy theorist youtube he's video the guy. creator he's like the one who started imagine this whole it's movement. like being king of the dipshits totally like, that okay yes All and right. so they highlight a few of the different prominent figures prominent i use that word very loosely <laughs> in in this flat earth even the term movement, I hate to call it that because it's like just what it is. I hope it's not moving. Right. <laughs> Definitely not rotating. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, so they really just talk about like what led him to discover this. And it was so funny. Discover this, what? Like fall uh, happen upon this theory, this conspiracy theory. Okay, what is the way? What and is this? He really, he was like, you know, I had dabbled in all the other conspiracies and I read all those. I dabbled. And for real. This is for so real. Crazy. It's crazy. When you watch it, it's crazier than how I'm explaining it. And he said, you know, Flat uh, Earth was just that last book on the shelf that you just didn't want to read, that you thought, no way, just yeah. the name alone. And he says, he's like, and this is like a direct quote, he's like, it's like if a book were titled, you know, book about poop. And he really calls it that. He's oh, like, God. and you'd think, I'm going to pass on this title. That's just full of crap or whatever he says. And then he's like, then I read it and I realized this was the thing that was holding everything, all these other conspiracies together. And just, it, he just goes off and comes up with ridiculous reasons for why this is a thing. And it bases yeah. it all on the Truman Show. He believes that this is a big, huge soundstage. And other people have- That is sad. Hopped on board- but the big takeaway, and so they're telling oh, all these stories yeah. in this, but they're also interviewing astrophysicists, right. interviewing uh, you know, NASA scientists and, and 
people who were, oh, my favorite was a psychiatrist. And they talk about what's going on in the minds of these yes, people. Yes, good question. What is, what is the importance of not ignoring this? And there was a great speech that this, I think he works at JPL, this engineer was talking about not having and being a scientific elitist and how these I'm are people. I'm all for that. Me too. Great. And he said that the, we can't just discount the flat earth people. We can't just, the problem is when we look at that group and say, what idiots and shut the door on them, then they, as people with their beliefs, wherever they are, will retreat even further back into that belief and feel like a lot of the time, a lot of the interviews that um, they did of these flat earthers talked about how they felt like everybody thought they were stupid anyway. And this was the first group where they felt <laughs> like they belonged for real. And so, what Oh they God, were, you do belong. Cause you're all fucking fools. Sorry, well, Linda. Th- this is what this scientist was saying. He said, we need to bridge the gap and we need to recognize that these are people who question normal rules, which is great. And if they had a fundamental basic knowledge of science, then this could be really, really helpful because they do, they are curious, they do want, but they are uneducated on what the basic scientific information is. And so we need to not like in when we're talking to somebody who does hold these beliefs, not just discount them and discredit them, but say, well, let me show you and, and walk with them in the d- journey to discover new things. And they that will get them interested. They aren't simply questioning it, though. They believe. They have decided. They're not agnostic about it. They are, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in that community of people who d- say mm-hmm. that two plus two doesn't equal four. Correct. So I'm not so sure I need to meet them where they are. Well, it just says that if we want to avoid this really big gap this separate of like a them and us like yeah that yeah. the only way to do that is to take a step forward to where they are and when they're so pushed into the corner they're not going to be the one to take that first step and so counterpoint it, yes i don't believe that they've been pushed into the corner i believe they chose to stand there yes that's that's true but i think it's and they they the people who put this documentary together explained why that is why people want to uh latch onto these ideas how it's the first time they felt connection how instead of going from like normal science is point a to point b like you have this idea and here's the evidence or here's the the solution Uh and science is like the arrow to get there they say but what happens in to these individuals is they have the b they have the what they think is the yes. solution. Correct. And they try to work from that yes. to A. Yes. And that doesn't work. Yeah. And it doesn't match the right. scientific model or how <laughs> anything works at all. That's true. And it's more, it's not so much the information that they're necessarily connecting to. Yes. It's the feeling of I totally agree. inclusion, the feeling of being accepted. Everybody talked about how they didn't ever feel like they felt like the outcasts in their own family and then finally feel like a part of this. I think there are a lot of doubters in the flat earth world, but they don't want to say it because this is the first time they felt connected. I get that. And I do sympathize with any um, people who feel alone and 
um, perhaps they feel oppressed in some way, mm-hmm. and this is a way for them to be empowered. Yeah. But boy, oh boy. And Just they, join a goddamn church or something. Right. And they also talked a lot about the something called, which I, I had kind of heard a little bit in the wind here and there, this theory called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Yeah. This is what's happening. Mm-hmm. So the Dunning-Kruger effect is a model that has like on the, if you imagine on the X and Y axis, confidence on the Y axis and wisdom on the X. And as wisdom grows, confidence shoots up in the very beginning when you just have a little bit of information. Yes. And the peak, and they call it like the, this mat, this point where this, it's like, you don't have a lot of wisdom. It's You're basically like, like everybody in their first couple of years of college. Exactly. Yeah. And they call it the peak of Mount Stupid. Yeah. Yeah. And then after that, <laughs> you go into what they call the valley of despair, which is when you come to that point and you really, when you really start learning more and your wisdom grows, knowledge and experience grows, mm-hmm. you start this very steep decline into feeling like, gosh, I don't, I'm not confident. I really don't know anything. Mm -hmm. And they even have identified this drop as a program termination zone. So the people who drop out of college, the people who don't complete the program, they get overwhelmed in that area where it's a slip down and they just bail. And then once you hit the bottom of that valley of despair, you start moving up again into what they call the slope of enlightenment, which is where you start gaining information. Sometimes in there you can have that imposter syndrome feeling. Yeah. And then you get to the place where wisdom is high and confidence is high, and they call it the plateau of sustainability. <laughs> and that's like where you're like, I'm good. This is what I know about. And the example yeah. they gave was like, that's like the gurus who are in that mm-hmm. area. You know, mm-hmm. and so at those times where I've had moments <laughs> of uh, of imposter syndrome, yeah. I now look at that and go, "Oh, thank God! That means I do know something." <laughs> well, you definitely know more than those bozos in the documentary. Not to be mean, kind of <laughs> to be mean. Uh, one thing I don't need science to tell me though is how great Fabletics pants are. Their leggings, mm-hmm. gorge. You can probably wear them on a flat or around earth. <laughs> wear them well, during your trek to find out that the earth is indeed round. <laughs> yes. uh, Fabletics is a really great athleisure um, one-stop shop for affordable athletic wear. Kate Hudson, looking freaking fantastic, I I being mean, adorable. Can do no wrong. <laughs> can do no wrong, a wrong. And it's basically whatever you want to wear when you're working out and then look cute when you go out and about and run errands yes. or pick up your kids or go on a date, whatever. I don't care what you're doing with your life. Um, all the designs are done in-house. You can't find the pieces anywhere. They have tons of sets. Like, I love those. Really cute tops yeah. and bottoms. Yeah. Like you don't even have to think about it. It's like, here's a set. There you go. Yeah. You look adorable you in look this. Adorbs. And Kate Hudson has like her picks each month. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you're going to get them for a really good deal. Plus they are giving our listeners a really special deal. You can get two pairs of leggings for $24. It's a $99 value. When you sign up for the VIP program, just go to fabletics.com slash brain candy to take advantage of the deal. Now that's fabletics.com slash brain candy to get those two leggings for only 24 bucks. Also free shipping on orders over $49. International shipping is available no commitment when you purchase your first order. Fabletics.com slash brain candy. Look cute and uh, comfortable and yes. live your best life, would you? Yes. Uh, so 
in the what was the end of the documentary? Oh, it was so good. Tell me. So how they ended. Uh, you know, you have a bunch of people who it, they they have a convention, like they hold their first ever like convention at like a or, hotel ballroom yeah, or something, kind of like that. Okay, and uh, it's pretty well, you know, look pretty good. There's like a thousand people in the audience, and um, everybody's waiting to hear the results from this experiment that they did. So some big fun. I don't know who donated oh, no. money, this but is they donated. Sad. They donated Sarah! twenty thousand dollars to purchase a piece of equipment called a gyroscope that's supposed to measure how much the earth drifts in an hour. And if we were rotating, you know, 360 degrees, then every hour this gyroscope should drift 15 degrees based on the rotation of the earth. And Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt. Why do they believe that? Well, they believe that if they had this gyroscope, they would prove that the earth didn't spin. Well, so they believe in the science of the gyroscope. Yes. Okay, But they do not believe that it's going to drift 15 degrees. Sure. That's their hypothesis. That's their hypothesis. (laughs) So they buy the gyroscope. Shut the fuck up. And guess what it does? No, no. It drifts 15 degrees. No. So then, being the ones who work from point B to point A, they go, well, here's why. This is the fun. They say, it's, it's, what do they call it? Energy from the heavens that is not actually calculating the rotation of the earth. It's calculating the rotation of the sky that's Got like it. moving above us. So then they said to, to the fix sky. this, right? To fix this, they're going to, or to address this issue, they're going to encapsulate it in a, some sort of material in a cylinder that would reflect the heavenly radiation or whatever they call it. Shut they call up. it like heavenly Energy, They're I think they call it. They put little... that in quotes, like oh. when they were doing the diagram of it. Like the people making the movie was like, "That's not a thing." Like, uh huh. Heavenly energies is not a thing. And uh, <laughs> this is so and great. so they put it in this machine, and guess what? Still drifts fifteen degrees. So now they're thinking that maybe they need to come up with another material to make the cylinder out of. So then, so this experiment is is happening. And the man who's coming out and presenting it is like, I'm sorry, we're going to have to go and we're still doing more work. So he doesn't present his findings because he knows that they will be in, in direct conflict with the beliefs of this okay. group. So then another <laughs> younger guy, he's like, okay, I'm going to create an invent, like I'm going to create a, a, an experiment. Mm-hmm. And he takes like a three mile long area of land and puts three posts up. One on one end, one on the other end, and one in the middle. Mm-hmm. And he shines a laser to, through the post and measures where the laser hits. So if there's a curvature of the earth, then the height that each, where the laser hits is going to be different. So he figures it out. And the first attempt failed. Like they couldn't get the laser point small enough. So instead he showed shown a light through different holes in these pieces of wood. And it should be able to go clear through if the earth were flat. Mm-hmm. It does not go clear through because it obviously is curved. And then as, and so they do the experiment and this is the very last scene of the movie where they like flip the light to see if it goes through and it doesn't go through when they're all standing at the same height. Okay. And the guy goes, do you see the light? No, I don't see it. Okay. Well, raise it up three feet or as high as you can reach almost to, to, um, make up for what the curve would be and it shows. Mm. So, and the guy last words of the whole documentary, that's interesting because it proves that there is a curve. 
because he had to lift his hand. The guy at the other side had to raise his hand up to so do you match the to take into account the distance lost for the curve of the earth do you think that they were deflated or that this is just an obstacle in the way deflated this guy looked the look on his face was so he's a believer i mean he he's not doubting the flat earth theory he's a believer but now is like oh that's interesting well because you know how you said some of them seemed like they were mm-hmm, unsure mm-hmm. but he's not he's one of the ones that was certain he and said now- <laughs> he said which was a lot oh, of them God. said in there they said i need somebody to prove me that the earth is round like is round Fine. For me to- and so this is what they was doing and this proves that it is right like there hasn't been a million other it's things just that do prove it. It is to exhausting. even have to do this. Like he had to do it himself, and good for him for like coming sure, up with an experiment. Yeah, That's great. Fine. And now maybe he has a little more of a basic understanding of you know physics and science and Earth and all you know, this stuff. Funnily enough, it, I saw a documentary at Phil Rosenthal's the other day. It was um, called I think it was actually called Hell, and it was um, about Satanists. Mm-hmm. And it weirdly, you wouldn't think, but it actually reminds me of the one you watched because a lot of why people join Satanism isn't because they love Satan, it's because they reject, yeah. you know, religion and then they need a community and they miss the thing that church can bring, which is a feeling of family and communion. Yeah. And so it's these people kind of are seeking totally. that feeling, although theirs is very productive and great and like... You know, they're fighting right. against tyranny yeah. where they put up a Ten Commandments on the government property and then the Satanists come in and are like, okay, well, we're going to put up a statue of fucking, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. of the guy with the pitchfork. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have a purpose that's important, whereas this feels just like yeah. contrarian. Yeah, it's really people who have been pushed to the fringe of society. Are they, were there any minorities represented? Yes. Really? Yes. I'm surprised. Is yes. that uh, it, for flat earthers? Is it a lot of minorities? Because no, I would think this was, is a white there, person thing. It wasn't a white. It wasn't just a white person. Thing. I'm shocked. Yeah. Because you know how white. No, and are. this is a big thing amongst basketball players. There, oh did yes. You hear that the NBA. Yes. There were like, and also Shaquille O'Neal was but like, they fly. They see the yeah. earth. Oh, you would think. You would like horizons. Just look out. Because I thought a lot of them maybe had never been on an airplane. No, that they. This is. But it was interesting that they asked and the documentarians asked these people, like, so are there any academics in, in the flat earth or any teachers, any professors? And they were like, no, because they've already been too indoctrinated with, with you know, the ways of our school systems. And they kept saying they, they, they. Yeah. And then the documentary people would be like, so who Ooh, are they? Yeah. And they can't even answer that. And one of the really funny parts oh, of the, the documentary, so there's... The main character, and then he's got this gal that he runs a uh, does a podcast with a conspiracy theory podcast, and they've got a really weird relationship. Like I'm I think sure she, it's very bizarre, and uh, so there's another conspiracy theorist guy who claims that he's the one who started flat Earth, and he's nuts. Like he's so clearly mentally unstable, and definitely has like real Something problems. Cooking. Yeah. So he gotcha. got mad that all these other people are getting attention and he started saying that these flat earthers are actually government 
like employees okay. and that they're, okay. they're plants and they're not even real. So there's an interview <sighs> with this woman who hosts the podcast who's like, it's so weird that somebody would just believe these things about me with, I can't even prove them wrong. And this is like obvious information that I'm not a government employee and da 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 basically saying every single thing that somebody who's not a flat earther would say about a flat earther. The and then she yeah. says, I guess some people would say I'm like that, but I know I'm not. Oh no. Like defra- trying to defend, like she s- had a moment yes, of clarity. She totally did. And then you could <laughs> see yourself like go, no, I'm not that bad, but you really are. Well, like, Cause that's a house of cards. She's not yes. going to. It was so crazy to see her explain how ridiculous this guy is for thinking all of these wild conspiracy theories and how could he even believe that and you could easily take the exact same argument and use it about her and her beliefs what is okay well all right let me just say i'll take a second yes they might have a weird relationship but if you don't have a weird relationship Mm. and you happen to be getting married you should try zola it's the wedding company that will do anything for love and that's all you need. Well, they're flatter their dating website, so maybe <laughs> right. if they're success on those, they True. could use some Zola. <laughs> it's a wedding planning and registry experience it, to make the happiest moment in couples' lives even happier. And here's the scoop. They are the easiest way to plan your wedding and register. They have um, free wedding websites, so you can create your dream wedding registry um, affordable save the dates and invitations, easy to use planning tools. And you can start with a free wedding website. So easy, it takes a couple minutes to set up. And then they have over a hundred beautiful wedding website designs to choose from, you know, where people go and like get the frequently asked questions and all that stuff. Like, can I bring my kids? And then they're like, heck no. <laughs> and then um, it makes registering for the newlywed life so easy. Um, they have 500 top brands to choose from. You can do like a honeymoon fund or a a new puppy fund. What the what? heck? You could do that. You could. Oh, that's fun. Future home fund, whatever. So they have a deal to start your uh, free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry at Zola. Go to Zola.com slash brain candy. Uh, that's to start your free wedding website and also get $50 off your registry on Zola. Go to Zola.com slash brain candy. Z-O-L-A.com. All right. Um, wait a minute. What was that thing you just said? Okay. The cuckoo. Oh, I wanted to know what the cuckoo. That's great. <laughs> what is the end game for them in terms of like, what do they want to accomplish? Let's say everyone agrees. You were right. It's a flat earth. Now what? Right. I don't Nothing? know. I have no idea. I don't even know if they know. Right. Right. Because that's what I'm not yeah. clear on. So, and that was, there's uh, somebody from... Dateline, who or Dateline or News, News, something like that, like some what one of those. Yeah, <laughs> no, Nightline. That was okay. it. I was interviewing this guy, and she said, "Well, why don't you just raise funds to like travel to the edge of the earth and yeah, he do goes, that? Ho ho, He's it's in the that. works. Oh. <laughs> like said it like that, like oh, it's in the works. Yeah, we've got that cut. We're getting the. It's happening. I'm like, okay. They think it's like ice wall, like in Game of Thrones. What's that like mean? Just a wall of ice. At the end? Yeah. Why? Where's the ice know. come from? Fuck if I know. There are a lot of holes in these stories. Do you think do you think they got it from Game of Thrones, that idea? Oh, good question. I don't know. Why would it be I don't get it. Right. I'm so angry. Me too. 
I don't want to care, yeah, but I do. Right. Especially when celebrities like those athletes mm-hmm. start piping up it's about like, it. Come on, guys, Mm-mm. that's right. the hill you want to die on, right? So we, no. but we the the whole what I my big takeaway is like you need to show people and you need to kind of help them. Yes, you're see very the light nice a about that. And yeah. you can't just you know shut the door, write them off, even though it's so hard, and even though. That's it's like so hard. So the same night that they had the convention, three miles away, JPL was hosting a, like they have a meetup for all their scientists and people who like are into all that stuff. And they have like guest speakers and they talk about things. And one of the subjects they talk about was how we need to not be science elitists. And so they were talking about that at the same time this convention's going on. And it just, it was really well done. I really liked the documentary and they like illustrate it with cartoons, which I always really like because then you're like not actually making fun of the person. You're using a cartoon to kind of illustrate their sometimes odd behavior. Yeah. So I kind of like how they did that. And I, I I'll let it go uh, after this, but I just feel like I kind of reject the idea that people are being elitist when they just tell you the truth. Like two plus two equals four is not being a math elitist. Right. It's just saying we've already established this. Let's move on yeah. to the next thing that we don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, so it kind of feels like... Um, well, he used the example. The guy was describing this said, it would be like if you had a child who you were trying to teach information to, and if they didn't get it, you blamed the child for not getting it rather than the person teaching the information. Well, that's where I guess I'm in big trouble because <laughs> I for sure do blame my kid when I've already taught him something. And he doesn't get it. I'm like, what's wrong with you? Because I'm mom of the year. Oh, I'll let God. it go, but I will probably that's watch funny. it. Yeah, you should. It's like a hate watch. Yeah, I think you should. Well, that's how, and I started watching it and I was like, oh, are they going to, is this one of those things? Like I'm going to be, I don't want to be convinced of a flat earth. And then I'm like, oh, thank God. There's no chance of that. Anybody that has a family member that disagrees with them about politics, I yeah. think can imagine what it would be like to talk with a flat earth. Yes. Where you so just want to pull this. your hair out. Yes. And this will give you a little more compassion. Okay. Well, I could use some of that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on. Um, There was an article in the New York Times in which the writer, I think it was the same girl that wrote, woman who wrote about the glitter. I think it's Katie Weaver and she's so funny. I love that. And so, such a good writer, but she had the premise (laughs) of she wanted to to live like it was 1994 for a week. Oh. So, she, you know, she tried to, like, do the things and limit herself to the things we could do, you know, like landlines mm-hmm. or Pager. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And um, oh my God. it was really fun to read. And because you do kind of have that nostalgia yeah. probably about maybe how you grew up or whatever. But, like, to actually do it is a different thing. So what was it like? Um, it was a challenge because mainly because... You can't communicate as easily or look mm. things up. She missed Googling a lot. Oh, my God. I wouldn't think about that. She had to keep writing down, like, questions she was get coming up with. And then, like, either she was going to wait until the week was over yeah. or find another way to find the answer. That kind of stuff we really do oh my gosh. take for granted, I think. Well, and then I go back to that when we were talking about boredom and the ability for the mind to have some free time to roam. I wonder, could those questions be answered if you just had time to think about them. She did say that that at first that was fun, that it was, you did free up a lot of your mental space mm-hmm. for whatevs. Mm-hmm. 
And then, you know, when you watch TV, it would be, you had to sit through the commercials or <gasps> go to the right. bathroom and try to get back in time. Oh, I wouldn't have even thought about that. <laughs> Stuff and like that's that. That's a good one. Um, oh my God, I couldn't even DVR anything. I just have to watch everything IRL. IRL. <laughs> no way. Whenever, I don't know what it is about when you, like when you said DTF. And now that makes me laugh. <laughs> that's why I use it. What year would you go to though? Oh. If you could pick a year. Like any, oh, okay. I said this okay. to my mom. I was like, what was your favorite year? Yeah. What'd she know. say? She couldn't pick one. I was so oh, annoyed. I'm like, play on. along, well, what's bitch. your favorite year? <laughs> Uh, I would probably go to like 1988. I like that year a lot. Yeah. I would go to, gosh, do I have to be the age that I was there? Can I be this old now? Oh, good question. Because if like I'm going back to. Let's say you're you now. I'm me now. Yeah. What year would you go to? I would probably want to be around like 1992. What would yeah. you, what would, you, what are you nostalgic for about that year? Oh, maybe like 94. Actually, 94. My God, you got to read this it, article. I was like eight and eight. That's what I was in 88. What the hell is with eight being eight? Oh, oh maybe it's like a great yeah. year. Maybe in- it is because I felt like I understood enough yes. about who I was, but also I was too young to be like into what the cool older totally. kids were. So I want to go back to that time where I like, had this idea of what cool was and then just lived that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like, I can go see the movie Clueless because I'm over 13 and I don't have to sneak <laughs> in. And you know what? I am going to wear that mini backpack with those jelly shoes because I can. <laughs> those jelly shoes. I'm going to buy them for myself. Those preteen years, like say 8 to 12, mm-hmm. are a sweet spot where you know who you are kind of, but you're not bogged down with bullshit yet. A relation or guys or, yeah. or feelings of love or body image body image no, yeah i really didn't have that until later yeah. until about 12 or 13 yeah <sighs> yeah that would be really fun but i do see how the technology would be a bummer but i think and i loved it i did too i loved the no we and didn't you know, know what, what we i were still missing. love no technology i mean i just that was my favorite part about being on the challenge that no is... emails, no phone, Sarah. no responsibility, and nobody, everybody knows I can't get back to them. <laughs> I don't have to have anxiety about returning or not returning text messages. That's the part you like that, like, yeah. you're not accountable to <laughs> <laughs> That is totally my favorite part. Well, one, What's that about? one technology that I would definitely not get rid of is the Omigo toilet seat. That, please bring on more technology like that. Right? This is like, what were we waiting for? To update the toilet. Right. I can't actually believe how long we, you know, went for the oldie but goodie. Nothing wrong with the toilet seat, but like, what if it could be warmer? Right. What if it could smell good in the bathroom? Yes. What what if it had a nightlight so you didn't trip over cat puke? Or if it had a nightlight, you'd be able to notice if the toilet seat were up or down. Big problem. Huge. (laughs) Huge. Omigo toilet seats are from the future, but the future is now, people. And this is a good thing for the environment. The U.S. alone uses 36 billion rolls of toilet paper each year. And this baby uses the old Waterloo. Yes. (laughs) Waterloo, good one. Clean as a whistle. Clean as a whistle, so you don't have to use all that toilet paper. 
It's easy to install. You don't Better have to get a plumbing, plumber. I bet. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. No fatberg around here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we can't live without the Omigo, and neither should you. Get 20% off your order when you go to myomigo.com slash brain candy. That's Omigo with an O, as in, oh, how did I ever live without this? For better health and hygiene, stop wiping and start washing. You'll be glad you switched. That's myomigo.com slash brain candy to get 20% off the toilet seat that's changing lives one wash at a time. I'm going to get this for my father-in-law for his birthday. That's great. He'll yeah, love it. I think he will. Oh God, I love it so much. You know how guys sometimes have like their designated bathroom oh, I know. for that stuff? Oh, I That know. needs one of those toilets in there for the air freshener <laughs> alone. Right. That's so funny. And you can feel fancy even when you're doing number two. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. Oh. So we'll go back in time, but I would like to Google. I agree with Katie Weaver. Um, what else did I want to talk to you about? Hold mm. on. Okay, well, this isn't really a story. This is a hilarious visual that oh, I wanted I to show you. I love a visual. <laughs> Yay. Okay, it'll take a minute, but basically what... Uh, I'm going to have to put this in the newsletter too. What do you imagine... Oh God, I'm dying. What? <laughs> it's nothing weird. Well, I know, but... It's just a picture of cows okay. who have been shampooed, washed, oh. and blow-dried. <laughs> and- oh my God, they look lovely. They do. Well, they look like Minecraft I, cows. They like they're squares. Are hilarious looking. Okay. Okay. Why they're like way more cuddly? Yeah, I well, definitely want to cuddle these things. Maybe I don't understand why I anyone. Know that they had such thick. I know hair on their lustrous legs. on their legs. Right. This picture of cows. I realize it's terrible for podcasting to like yeah. talk about a picture. Don't, we'll we'll show them to you. How would you describe that? Oh gosh. To- okay. So it looks kind of like if you were to give a cat a blowout, but like picture the whole body of the cow. Like you, we, I kind of imagine when I picture a cow, you imagine kind of a smooth hide, mm-hmm. maybe a little coarse, but it all lays flat. Yeah. And you really just see like the coloring on its back. And then you just imagine like legs, like hooves of a deer, how they don't have a lot of fur on them or, mm-hmm. or hair. I guess fur. Mm-hmm. No, fur or hair. I would say fur. Okay. But I see your, I know what you're saying. Yeah. Cause what is fur? There's a difference between like hypoallergenic, like fur is, is not hypoallergenic and hair oh. is. Like those dogs that have. I had no idea. Yeah. So certain animals have hair and that's you're different. Telling me so like that a like dolphin a has hair. A, a poodle, dolphin? Yes. A poodle has hair. <laughs> does not have fur. Sorry. You're telling me dolphins have hair? Yes. That's what classifies their... them as mammals. What? The, why have I not seen this hair? It's really fine, but it's like... It's like my arm hair. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Learning things yeah. right now. So yeah. you're telling me humans have hair. Mm-hmm. Poodles and have... Question mark. Because they're hypo- have hair. Yeah. That's hair? Yes, they do. And you can totally tell the difference. So my aunt's poodle was over... over and well, with my aunt, and uh, she was there too. <laughs> she was there. Would, would just the poodle stop by for a visit? Yeah, it's the whole gang. And he was up on the couch, and I'm cuddling with him. Didn't smell like my dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Felt like real hair, and you just yeah. like want to pet him. Uh huh. It totally felt. Um, Wait, so you're we're we're not sure whether cows. They're mammals, right? Yeah, but we but is it hair or fur is the really Yeah, but you're telling me dolphins are mammals and have hair, so yeah. that means cows have hair. 
right? We're going to have to Google this. Also, (laughs) a a quick Google search told me that dolphins only have hair when they're first born. And then it stops growing. Okay. So there we go. Maybe so I've only seen adult ones. have hair or See, we couldn't do fur. this if we were in 1994. Right, we totally couldn't. We'd just be sitting here like assholes debating whether cows mm-hmm. have fur mm-hmm. or hair. So it says hair and fur are chemically <laughs> indistinguishable. Yes, that's what I'm thinking. And have the same chemical composition and are made up of keratin. The primary difference between <clears throat> hair and fur is the word usage. The hair okay. of non-human mammals refers as fur, while humans are said to have hair. So basically hair is a characteristic of all mammals. So you're telling me you were wrong. But this is Cows still difficult. It says, it says so fur. basically hair is a characteristic of all mammals, but a dog is a mammal and dog has fur, so that count, that contradicts that. Oh, right. And they're saying it's just a semantic yeah kind of that's what it says i'm glad we know this now Yeah, me too this is important but now i think we should just call everything hair right that would be funny <laughs> cat well, or cat. fur i'll be like sarah your fur looks your so fur good looks today. so good let's do that and we would say cat hair that's and right and dog hair even though they okay okay we're getting somewhere and getting nowhere at the same yeah, and getting time. absolutely nowhere oh they do say also that fur has a, a designated length that it grows and then nothing beyond that and Who hair keeps growing in that thing you just scientific read? american <laughs> yes so you're telling me it's now a length thing it just says that 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 yeah little just little details but it is like you said a what was the word you used? A oh, semantic. Semantic. Yeah. Okay. Yes, yes, okay. Yes. 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 God, I'm. Br- I'm so glad. basically, those cows are beautiful. <laughs> they look like they just went to the dry bar and got a blowout. <laughs> like if you put, I'm trying to like describe anything. It just puffy. It looks yeah. like a a puffy cow. Yeah, and and I think it looks like a Minecraft cow because they do end up looking rectangular, they do, and their legs are like straight instead of those narrow because yeah. you think almost like a deer has those Ooh, i almost think fuck. cow and i just deer. wrote on myself oh, sure god did. damn it linda Susie, you just did i get it off? oh no you got it off okay luckily it wasn't a permanent marker my god things are getting crazy we haven't even started drinking I yet i know she's just getting wild about cows over <laughs> here can't getting... contain herself wow Bull i told vines. sarah a story before we started recording and i will not reveal who said this so good. because you will judge this person but I was playing Trivial Pursuit the other day with someone who, or no, it was Headbands, the game yes. Headbands. And the per, what we were trying to guess or whatever, describe was a shark. Mm-hmm. And the person did not know <laughs> a shark was an animal. Like me, ask for clarification. Yes. There was confusion yeah. about whether this fit into the category of animal. Mm-hmm. So attention, hear ye, hear ye. <laughs> Sharks are in fact Animals. in the animal kingdom. Right. That was a tough pill to swallow. Uh huh. I mean, I was under the impression that maybe there was some confusion over the word mammal. Like maybe it was yeah, are Sarah sharks mammals. This but couldn't no, be. That wasn't it. Not <clears throat> at all the case. That is the worst. Whenever you think, well, surely they meant right, and then you're like, no, nope. I'm like trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. They gotta mean this. No, nope, they actually just didn't know. And then questioned all the other animals in the ocean. Or what are they? Are they animals? Yes, (laughs) Yes. those are all animals too. Yeah, the person said, well, what other like living things in the sea would be animals? (laughs) (laughs) I I was like, well, as a matter of fact, all of them, lady. Oh, I revealed the gender. Sorry. But I would struggle if 
and this feels like a future challenge trivia question of is mm-hmm. a bug an animal? Right. Because we debated this. Yeah. Like an ant. Right. Or- and there's distinction between like insects, right? Because I feel like a, I've, I've had this debate before where like a bug, mm-hmm. like insect is a classification of bug and then there's spiders and insects and they're different and then mm-hmm. they fall under the umbrella of bugs. But do bugs fall under the umbrella of animals? I don't know. Well, they're all in that kingdom for sure. Yes. Even though it does seem weird. Yeah. I'm going to need to see like an um, a flow chart, like an umbrella, you know, some terms. <laughs> you should Google that. Yeah, I really Since should. we're on the, the Google train today. a bug an animal? And That's then, a weird thing to Google. This sounds like I'm dumb when I... <laughs> Something else you should Google. Oh, good. There is a difference between animal and insects. Okay, continue. Is <laughs> Noom, which is a great app that can help you get healthy, get in shape, get stronger, whatever your health and weight loss needs are. Uh, Noom wants to help you with it. So I'm a big fan of the idea that they measure your success by um, the intangibles. It's not as it's not about the number on the scale. It's about, you know, are you sleeping better? Are you, um, do you have more energy? Do you feel stronger? Yes. Those type of uh, goals for people I think are more encouraging. And then they give you the tools you need. To, let's say you want to lose weight, how to keep it off afterwards. Because a lot of people lose weight and then they aren't able to, keep it off, but only because they haven't learned the uh, good habits, I suppose. Um, So Noom helps you do that. They assign somebody to you that will uh, encourage you and guide you. And then there's a community of people um, and they are are against this idea of like good food, bad food, whatever. They just teach moderation um, and they can be in conjunction with a popular diet if you want it to be. Uh, but anyway, there's no shaming and it's a positive thing and you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash brain candy, N O O M.com slash brain candy. Um, I just love that they keep it positive and, um, have it be about cognitive behaviors rather than just, yes. you know, what you and weigh. And that creates sustainable change that you can, that's yeah. Like, and we all need help. Let's yes. face it. Yes. Anyway, well, go ahead. Like, let's hear. This, this is going to be a full blown lesson. I'm going to be mad. No, you're okay. you're going to be educated, and we're all, we're <laughs> going to go. So oh. bugs aren't in the animal kingdom. Well, or they what? are. They fall yeah. under the classification of animals. Yeah, and then so we have a big umbrella term, animals. Yes. Then that. Then next, it's separated into two groups: invertebrates. Yes. And vertebrates. I just learned that in the book you gave Lincoln. Oh, good. I mean, I didn't just learn it, but I just read it. Yes. 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 You. Mm-hmm. You. Relit that yes, flame. Yes, And then the vertebrates are, are divided into warm-blooded and cold-blooded. Yes. And in warm-blooded, we have mammals and birds. And then cold-blooded is fish, reptiles, and amphibians. Right. Then on the invertebrate side, we have the category of with-jointed legs and without-jointed <laughs> legs. Also, they That's... need to come up with a clever, more clever name, <laughs> right. like just with Nobby or knees. without. Right, right. <laughs> That's totally <laughs> it. And so without legs is... Spiders, earthworms, leeches, flatworms, ugh, tapeworms. Ew, remember when I thought I had one? I know, that was the craziest. (laughs) Oh, I was still convinced you did. Um, And then with jointed legs is, they have two different sets. So with three pairs of legs or with more than two pair, more than three pairs of legs. So we have like ants, cockroaches, and ladybugs with three pairs of legs. Three pairs of legs, gotcha. So like two in the back and then those two little arms up front. Uh And then with more than three pairs, millipede, spider, scorpion, etc. Got it. So insects do fall into the classification of invertebrates and animals. 
It's weird how I feel we, smarter. Yeah. Okay. Good. I needed that map in my brain. We got that sorted. Yeah. But it does feel weird that we kind of don't refer to the little critters as animals. Correct. Wonder why that got yeah, going. Right. Bugs. Yeah. It did say it did say that they're the the most widespread successful and prolific animals, like classification of animals that bugs or insects, they're, you know, ruling it all. Yeah, the thing that I was reading in that book you gave Lincoln was about how most of the animals in the kingdom are, let's see, were vertebrae. Yes. The other kind. Invertebrate. Yeah. Right. Yes, that would be all your and spiders. I was surprised, your... but it makes sense when you think about it, how many of those yeah. gross things gross are. Gross things. Haunting But like, us. luckily they threw the ladybug in there as an example. So <laughs> yeah. It wasn't like they so They tried gross. to keep it sweet. Yeah. yeah. It is also funny how people really like ladybugs you know you kind of get delighted when you see one on your skin or something i know they're good luck or whatever i wonder where that started that good luck they say that it's they eat the bugs that kill the plants farmers always think they're good luck oh okay that makes sense it's a farmer thing i also heard that only male ladybugs have spots but we call them ladybugs do you think that's true i don't know Should we Google it? Probably. In the we meet- really need an animal expert on here. We need In a doctor. Medical- <laughs> we, need an- <laughs> we don't know shit. That's what I know. That's fine, though. Episodes we can't know just, it all. Uh, we can't. Well, Dunder Kruger effect. Yeah. We know. We're on we're that on plateau. The, yeah. The guru yeah, thing. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> we're like climbing the. That. Yeah. It turns out some people that are on that really don't know anything. <laughs> Just about specific subjects. We know what we know. And what I don't know, which seems to be growing by the day. What do you think about these people that like get in a barrel and um, go across the Atlantic? Oh, I was going to say go over waterfall. Right. Okay. Yeah, either Are they way. Going across the Atlantic in a barrel? Some dude just did. How are they paddling? With a with a little oar? Or no what? paddle. Oh, he just floated. What do you mean? Yeah. On the current? Mm-hmm. He that just seems hopped risky. in. Oh, for Pete's sake. This is like a children's nursery okay. rhyme. I'm t- <laughs> I'm sort of treating like it. Winking and blinking and nod, and they're all just like <laughs> in a I'm sort of telling it to you how I read it. Yeah. So, you know, the title of the New York Times article is like, Man in Barrel Crosses Atlantic. And then you start reading, it's like, this guy got in a barrel. And what if they called it a butt in the story? <laughs> right. Man floats in butt. In butt. <laughs> Uses bunghole for breathing. <laughs> that's hilarious if you listen to our past episodes. Yeah. Yeah. That's an inside joke. <laughs> okay. Um, but so I'm getting real invested, like, holy shit, yeah. like three months or whatever it three was. Months? Yeah, just floating along. And how's he eating? That's what okay. I, I had so questions. many questions. This makes sense for And you. they said he brought all this water and food, and I was like, Didn't that weigh down the barrel? It turns out they okay. got a little fast and loose with the term barrel. Okay. <laughs> because it was a barrel in the sense that it was cylindrical and didn't have a uh, open top, like where he could pop his head out and paddle or something. Yeah. But it really just was a miniature submarine. So he just launched himself mm-hmm. in an unmotorized Yeah, that part's true. Vehicle. But it's not, but not a vehicle, barrel. But like something. And just left the rest up to fate. Yeah. That seems crazy. He did, like I said, he had water and um, food. And he brought a notebook and stuff. And he had, he could text sometimes and he, you know, could contact mm-hmm. if he needed help. 
What in the hell guy, is he doing what this for? Is he do- right. Did he... So is this somebody who studied the currents and tides? Like, was there a lot of... Or did this just seem like... I think he's just an enthusiast. Okay, he's that's just a one dumb idea. I don't like it. <laughs> I... Yeah. This seems like poor planning. <laughs> right. Right? Like, his plan went awry, and then he just changed the story. Like, I've always wanted to just do some dumb like thing. What, what did he... What was the point? I don't know. Like he said he liked like it, a though. Goal, like, I want to get from here to here in this amount of time. Or Yeah, he wasn't even trying to beat a record or How anything. do you know when he, where he was going to end up? Right. You. That's a big-ass ocean. They probably told him ahead of time, right? Like, <laughs> why are we getting dumber? I feel like, yeah. Somebody well, probably like said to him, idea. here's where you should plop in. Okay. And then, and then he said he had two near-death experiences because... Um, there was a gigantic ass boat head right for oh him my and he can't God. get out of the way. You can't, that's such a bad idea. This is only <laughs> something a guy would do. There's no, this, and is he a white guy? Yeah. This is like white people are crazy shit. Like this is like, okay, what's wrong with you people? I mean, he said he enjoyed it and that it was really, I think he probably had a spiritual experience in the sense that like you say, when you have only your right, mind right. and the elements you do maybe get in yeah. touch with a more uh, primal, yeah. but I just don't understand. It just seems like you're not really thinking. There's a, a, another documentary on Netflix that keeps coming up as like a suggestion for me to watch about the woman who swam across the channel. Yeah, is that it? I, some she's done a lot. I know of this swimming. lady. She's older now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she just talks about how much she loves swimming, and but it's so well planned and she's got a like a rescue boat it's however many he yards did away have that, and I that think. kind of thing he, he did i think he was able to contact them if he needed to okay but it wasn't like somebody accompanying people, him okay because to get other people on board with like a loosey-goosey plan like that is like mm, you know i just, just gonna I, hop my, in a barrel and float for a question mark but i brought food <laughs> so don't worry i can text yeah yeah he did get seasick a lot what <laughs> That is silly. You're surprised? Well, I just feel like if you were going to that is commit to, uh, you know. Yeah, you think he wouldn't length, have that issue. You'd think that might be one of the things that like. Well, how can you train for that though? Do you, Can you? No, I mean, but I know I never get seasick. Oh, you never have? Never. I, I don't guess even I know what that either, feels like. But- I mean, have you been on a cruise ever? Yeah, and I've been on a boat for weeks, and I've been—I have the problem when I get back to land, I can't stop feeling like I'm a, on a boat. For that two I weeks, get, and I get land sickness. <laughs> that's what that's called, Suze. <laughs> it's still funny. It is funny. You could laugh at that. I had to Google that's it because I'm like, "What the fuck? Suze. We'll get rid of this feeling." It's been two weeks, and I still feel like I'm on a boat. I hated it. Do they call? It, they don't call it vertigo. They just say land sickness. And what's the cure? Dramamine? Oh, there was, there were some, there were some weird cures for it. Let me guess. Vinegar? (laughs) It's always like that. Anytime it's some homeopathic whatever. Maybe it was like, like, it was something. And then it, what, it just wore off for you? Yeah, it went away after a little while, but I was worried for a while. I'm like, this is not going away. (laughs) Like you thought it was just who you were then. This is who I am. (laughs) Tell you what else isn't going away mailing stuff. Am I right? We all ship crap. And if you're doing that, which you are, you ought to be using stamps.com because that way you don't have to go to the post office. You don't even have to get out of your jammies. You could just 
put whatever you got to mail on a scale, weigh it, put the info in, print the thing, put it in your mailbox, done. Takes no time at all. It's super easy. It's a time saver. We all need to save time. So you're going to want to use stamps.com and bring all the amazing services of the U.S. Post Office right to your computer. Pardon my cat who's meowing. Uh, whether you're a small office or you're shipping stuff from uh, your small business or whatever you need to send, you can do it with stamps.com. You can get discounts on your postage, up to 40% off priority mail. And uh, it's just a no-brainer because it saves you time and money. Right now, our listeners get a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a digital scale without any long-term commitment. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in Brain Candy. That's Stamps.com, and enter Brain Candy. Uh, Now, I have a question. What do you think about cruises? Well, certain ones I love. Mm -hmm. I've been on... like four, two oh to my God. Mexico, one on a cruise down the Danube through Europe, which mm-hmm. was a small like river yeah. cruise, mm-hmm. wonderful, and the other one through on like a real fancy cruise to Russia and um, Norway and not Norway, Russia and Finland and areas up in like that places up. The mm-hmm. ones to Mexico were they the traditional yep, carriers cruise? Oh. Is that what they like? Oh, yeah, uh, booze cruise. It's like three carnival days. Carnival or something? Yeah. And it's like three days that leaves from Long Beach, stops in at just one place. It starts, stops in, I can't remember, is it in Encinitas or something like that? Mm-hmm. Somewhere where you just have like a day trip and you just get off the boat to, instead of drinking on the boat, you're drinking it, you know. That senior frogs or whatever it's called, and like buying the little trinkets that they're selling on the side of the road, and then uh, really getting into it, and then you just hop back up on the boat, and you know the problem though is the germ grossness. Oh, I'm super. It's awful, and the I mean, I just go because we do that like every couple years or so. All of our friends from camp get together, and we go on the cruise. Oh, wow! So it's like just camp people and real fun. Um, But yeah, I wouldn't be like signing up to go on that because I'm now I'm real scared of the d- disease every the the people getting sick everywhere. Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Bad. Yeah, everybody's BM everywhere. Oh my god, it's so gross. It really is cuz as soon as one person gets sick then you're dead. It's a pandemic. Yeah. And like my biggest fear is something happening like the, the I would ship definitely being fall off. strand like there was that Italian cruise ship that couldn't get back to shore. They were like you could see the shore from the boat mm-hmm. and they were stuck and nobody had toilets or running water or anything. And it's just all backed up. Yeah. Forget that. It goes from being luxurious to fry festival in yes. like two seconds. That is such a good way to put it. <laughs> it is fry festival. Where you're yes. all of a or sudden. fire festival. Oh my God. We do Did that because the boots. Again? We do it because of the shoes. It's the fry, the fire festival. Fire. Yes. I'm so sorry. Yes. Yes. That is what happens because it does, it really only takes one thing to go wrong before you have no toilet. Right. <gasps> and I had there. Oh my gosh. I was just talking to somebody who used to work on cruises who told me that she has millions of stories that are podcast worthy because I bet. Yes. And how they're, Oh my gosh. I wish I, she said one of the craziest things is that they have a morgue. Oh, that makes sense. Cause if somebody dies, yeah, you got to put, put them somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. So every cruise ship is, is 
Equipped. Equipped with a morgue. But I feel like they had a crazy name for it, like a death clo- cabinet or a cabin or something like death that. Death closet, I've heard. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a death closet. And I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> yeah. Right. You got to be ready for that. Yeah. I'm going to have to remember who it was I was talking to because I was like, hang on, I got to start taking notes. And yeah, forgot about it. Mm-mm. Uh-uh-uh. Yeah. Did you ever work on a cruise ship? No. I went on a cruise to the Caribbean one time, but the... Ugh. I don't know. I just, you know how there's these people, cruisers? Yeah. People love it. They love it. Yeah. And I'm not sure what they love. Well, I loved the cruise to the Danube and the one in The river Norway. cruise is the different. River, it was so fun. I yeah. loved that I visited like eight different countries yeah. and I never unpacked. Yeah. And the, that I, I they just get. never stop bringing you food. Yeah, that I love. That like. is like my favorite part. That sounds And nice. then the, the really fancy one, we have a, a good friend who... Um, works in the beverage like food and beverage in for carnival cruise lines and mm-hmm. they have another cruise um what do they call it seaborne cruises which are like we got it a crazy deal and we would never be able to afford it if we didn't and they have unlimited champagne and caviar and at the end of the cruise they tell you like how much caviar the entire boat consumed it was like pounds i couldn't believe it wow it was so great <gasps> and the food was just unbelievable right that yeah. sounds nice yeah it was so nice those other ones no no not Mm-mm. that one Mm-mm. yeah don't you wonder how the heck it's floats yeah i think it's a miracle that they're not all titanic situations <laughs> <laughs> i really do because you just think this is not natural mm. all of this weight i get the physics of it but it's so funny because that's how i feel every time a plane takes off me too i'm like how is it's a miracle. Happening. It is right. a miracle. And that's that that's that little graph again where I'm like, I don't even know how this works. I mean, I understand the basics of lift and drag and all that. Sure. Kind of that, you yes. Know, in theory. Right brothers, I get it in theory. <laughs> right. But you get all those people on board and like it's surprising that it ever gets off the ground. It's also surprising that no there aren't more people who just lose their shit and freak out on airplanes. True. Like I recognize the anxiety that I have on yeah. there and I'm like, I am a stable for the most part human being. Yeah. How do I know that I'm not surrounded by people who like, it just is crazy to me that that whole tackle a passenger and like <laughs> handcuff them to make sure that they don't freak out. Like why somebody just doesn't go, I got to get out of here and like opens the door and just jumps out. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that all the time. And I'm like, is that just the field I work in where I just am aware of like the internal dialogue of everybody on this plane right now? Well, what does that speak to then that there aren't those incidents? Is it, do you think people can handle things when it's, they have no choice? Maybe that, or they, that like a group thought, like a group think kind of, or like maybe it's group dynamics, how mm-hmm. if everybody else is looking around, if you're the person That's with anxiety true. and you look around and everybody else is calm, then that is going to bring you down. But if you've got the wrong combination of people there who just kind of continue to trigger each other's, I don't know, anxieties yeah, and, and true. all that stuff that it could not be like. When I was in Hawaii, they did, we were on the beach and there was a tsunami warning. <laughs> Oh my god! And the things going on and on. Get out of here! No you kidding. didn't tell me this. Well, the reason is because it was one of those moments where it keeps going, and and I'm look, I'm doing the thing you're yeah. describing, where no one's panicking, and what so the heck? you start you have this monologue in your brain about did they know something I don't know? Yeah. Or 
are we all waiting for me or someone else this to be like, like get the of fuck the out of here? <laughs> it is. And Adam said, start packing up your Good. things. I'm glad he did that. Yes. Because yes. he's yes. very yeah. much into, it doesn't matter if everybody's fine with it. Just We're out of here. Right. And right when we did, they turned it off and they said, we just conducted a test. Oh. Why would you tell me after? It was but, a true tsunami warning, but then they're like, oh, psych. That's dumb. It really is. But it taught me a lot about how people would react if it were they a real one. They wouldn't do anything. They wouldn't Nothing. do anything. And everybody had the same information you did. Yeah. Where they didn't realize until afterwards, too. Mm-hmm. Were people looking around? Like, Yeah, everyone was looking around. the hell? Mm-hmm. That's really terrifying. It really was. You know what? I bet there are a lot. I wonder, the, the tsunami that happened in Thailand maybe like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you think there were tsunami alarms, like warnings? Now that's that? a good question. Because there were a lot of people just chilling on that beach. And I wonder if people... It seems like there it. would have been because yeah. that's a location that is prone to... Right. I was thinking that. Or in was in Japan. Uh-huh. They I, they had to have had... Had to. But what do you, I guess what are you going to do to a certain extent? Maybe some people did uh, evacuate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And they, I, I mean, when I lived by the beach, I knew exactly, I even went so far as to look at, because all this material's out there, mm-hmm. that you can look at tsunami, uh, like, what do they call it? You're in the tsunami zone yeah. or whatever the, the zone mm-hmm. is, and you can see based on whatever they have set up offshore. Yeah. And in Long Beach there, I guess there are all these underground or underwater um, sensors, um, not even just sensors, but like, what would you call it? Like kind of like man-made sandbars or or things put up to prevent tsunamis that would or Stop. lessen them, yeah. yes, lessen mm-hmm. the impact of that. Okay, so I don't even know what they call them, and do a bad job explaining. But um, they show like if a tsunami were to happen, and with the with what we have in place, this is how far the water would come up. And I knew exactly where it would go. I knew exactly what the escape route would be. I had all of this like planned out. Yeah, and it all started because I couldn't get renters insurance because I lived too close to the beach, <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, you're in the tsunami like zone." I was like, "Hold on a sec. Oh. That seems like something maybe I should know about just in case." And I That's was I was just right outside of it where I wouldn't have to go too far, but I knew that, like where the uh, evacuation route was. Yeah, that makes uh, sense. Yeah. If you're in the freaking tsunami zone. But I would have never even known had I not s- tried to get renter's insurance. Right. That should have been on the fucking lease. Yeah. Like, here's a little discount because you may die <laughs> in a, a tsunami. Here's a little discount. 100 bucks off a month. <laughs> said they charged me double because I was like, close hey, to the ocean, yeah. ocean view. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Well, I do think it's a good reminder, though, because... You, if you're in a situation where you're, you think you might be in danger, don't pay attention to what everyone else is doing because we're all idiots. Right. That's true. Just protect yeah. yourself. If you see like, oh my gosh, anything that looks like that, you just get... The devil Yeah. And trust your instincts. Yeah. Right. You know? But we, nobody wants to look hysterical. Right. You don't want to look like the weirdo who's like I'd over... I'd rather be hysterical than dead. <laughs> right. So, So yes. there, Hawaii. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, people, don't forget to leave us a five-star review. Mm-hmm. Tell a friend, subscribe, BBBBB. Bee, 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 bee. Yeah. Anything else, Sarah? Uh, you know, just like keep sending us some of your interesting articles I do love that, that you guys find. I love those. They're good at that. Yay. Bye. Thanks, friends.
podcast is brought to you by Wave Podcast Network. Check out all of our shows, including the Brain Candy Podcast, I Don't Get It, Coffee Convos, and Let's Talk About It. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.